0: It's actually a very, very important, have <coughs> come to a very important part of the Seyfim, and every single word is important, and that Chaz Hashem saying one's more important than the other. was so, the Avodah, page Kuv Chav Ches, Per So, <coughs> a wonderful little Tamsis, a summary, to bring us back to where we're holding. Kuv Chav Ches, Parag Vav. Tamtis HaPrakim HaKaibim. Let's read the little introduction. It's the little introduction is just a review of what we've been learning. Tamtis HaPrakim HaKaibim. In the earlier prognom, we were dealing with this. Avayda Saadam, Lizhais, As-Atsmay, K'Neshamah, Shemulubash, Olehaguv. Avayda of a person in this world... Is to change the way that he sees himself, instead of seeing himself as a goof, but to see himself as the shamo that's malubish goof that's enclosed in a goof. and when a person once a person is armed with that clear understanding, with that recognition of who he really is, he has then the keiches laachnia, ulahavdal to. Crush and to separate, and the all that is bad from within himself. <clears throat> on all three levels, on all three levels that exist in the person. in the world of thoughts, to have, to have, to, to drive out those thoughts that are destructive. HaGosh feelings, emotions, and maishim and actions. Biyanu, biyanu es ha-hafroda ha-kayemes, bimayse ha So we spoke about how this hafroda, this separation, takes place in what we do, the hafdolo, ubi and especially when it comes to ha one's feelings, one's emotions, we spoke about the negative feelings that a person has towards another towards another Jew. Those negative feelings to a friend, to another person. <clears throat> Anger and jealousy and so on. And the tikkun takes place through being able to, once the person has come into contact with that world of the neshama to be able to enter into that world of levad, of being alone, not being affected and dragged down and hurt by the thoughts of other people and the actions of other people. And we spoke about one's negative feelings towards himself. In order to be able to, to get rid of these feelings, all of shahani it only comes with that understanding that the ani, the I, the essence of who the person is, which is the Nishama of course is Taif. This is all we've been talking about, it's good. Maha the negative hargoshus of how we look at ourselves and poor self esteem and so on and so forth, all that comes from the Levushim, Shankar Hara, which is the Karahara Shabikira. I the amitas by revealing the true essence. Of a person, is neshama, which is good. haadam This is what we talked about the last few weeks. The person becomes very deeply attached to that world of the neshama. In the it opens up. It opens up the most beautiful world to him. But as becaich Elohu he's able to feel for the first time in his life what it means to really love, to love people, to love Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and to love himself. A yes okay. And the highest thing of course is to become connected and attached to the Creator. To the lachush and to feel as I have like to feel absolute love to feel, love, to feel that love. To feel that love and to feel that one is loved, that only comes from the world of the Nishama. Vaikit, we'll continue. Yeshna amuk There is another hafra, there is something else that causes us in life. That causes a terrible disruption to our (laughs) emotional well-being, our spiritual well-being, and even our physical health. There's something that causes a terrible disruption. It's it's a hafra, it's right deep. That we find in the world of emotions. Vihi and this is chaden, fears, fears. They call it now usually anxiety. All different anxieties and fears that a person has. Person's worried, nervous, anxious. mehanoida either for things that he knows. He's worried about things could be something when it comes to the of with Parnassah or something that there's a problem, God forbid, with, with, with the health of a child or health of a family member, or one's own health, Chalila. It could either be something which is known, or something which is loyna, there's a person that lives in fear of, of the unknown, of what could be, of what could be. Many times a person just feels anxious and doesn't know why it's, what's wrong is everything is anything wrong What's but I don't know I don't know I mean, There's something that's worrying me I'm worried nervous and anxious what is it call mikra or Mikra lagufa you have a person any you have a person that that anything that could be each one on its own. Things that come up in life, or what could come up in life, causes this person to feel nervous, to be afraid, to be anxious. How do we deal with this? How do we deal with the anxiety from the perspective of Knimius, of Tyra? Again, as we've been saying throughout, it's understood that there are some people who have. Who have certain medical complications, or chemical imbalances, and Rav Schwartz uh, certainly not arguing that one should not take care of things medically but to make sure that he's okay, and if need be, if need be, to receive medical attention and so on. But as far as whatever we can do, as know, we've been learning from the beginning of the sefer, we have. We have highly developed, we have highly developed equipment. And a and And we alone have this technology of the neshama, of the Bani shalom's technology of the neshama, that equips each and every one, each and every one of us, with certain keiches and to contend with and to overcome destructive, negative thoughts, feelings, and actions that the rest of the world doesn't have, and we have to learn how to access that ancient technology. I'm only borrowing a silly term, but that ancient reality of the that that's from the beginning, from before the beginning, nishmasisir. Yiddish Nesham. We use the term, people use the word, term Yiddish Nesham to say, it's really, really nice, not as bad as he looks at Yiddish Nesham. The or or they're trying to make some uh, fundraising thing for, for children, that are the dark. Yiddish in the Shama, Yiddish Nesham is Yiddish Nesham. Or when it comes to saying a kalmalah, it's Nesham, it's Yiddish Nesham. But the us what that is and what we can do with it and how we could change our lives and help us There are people who are able to train others to help them to, to act in a way that's with more calm, to be more calm about things, to take it easy. Lazbir Bajas. to teach and to train others how to speak and how to and how to conduct oneself in a more relaxed, gentle way. In other words, how to help a person with some of these fears and anxieties to deal with them. The Call aylu all of these again, not that they can't not that they don't help to some degree. All of these are They're all superficial external shitas. And they don't really get to the essence. The summa alaymul is by name, Maya It's our it's our responsibility to, to find out. What is the Sheita Hapnis? What is the the inner, the true, deep Shita of the Tara? This Maiday Imha Kshashis la Habkadim Ha'avim Al Ha'adim. To deal with, to contend with the khshashism, the suspicions, but more the worry the worries and the fears al that a person goes through in life. That person the him is, is anxious and is nervous. there's always a reason in life to be worried about something. It'll never work out that everything will just be fine, even if it's a nice day and the panache is okay and everybody's fine. and all the conditions and circumstances of his environment seem to be under control. The teva of a person of that person who's anxious, who's worried, who's nervous, it's always that there's something, there's something. And it destroys the quality of life. It ruins life. It could change a simcha, and I've seen this not once, not twice, I've seen it many times. The happiest times in a person's life become the most horrible times. Because with every simcha, obviously there are, there are daigis, there are things to take care of, there are worries, there are concerns, and so on and so forth. It could change the happiest times of life into the most miserable times of life. So we need to find a way in cleanliness, a terrorist way, of how to deal with this. It's called Ahl Afira Masa. Obviously, each person, his love, We'll take a little bit of a look to see, according to the Kirech HaNefesh, and what we've been learning. This is so important and is so helpful. Obviously, becomes more and more helpful as we review, as one reviews and works on it and goes over and tries to put it into practice. The dogma, for instance. A person doesn't walk around being nervous and worried about losing a half a shekel or a quarter, whatever it might be. A person is not walking around thinking like that. What's going to be? What's going to be? Why? Because the the will and the desire to have a half a shekel is a weak. It's a weak a rotson. It's not a strong ruts in the half a shekel. It's not a strong ruts. Therefore, the worst that could happen, if I lose the half shekel, if I lose whatever it is that i dying, the worst that could happen, she says, no. And if I lose the quarter, if I lose the half shekel, <laughs> whatever it might be, the okay. It's not any... I don't have a strong ruts in... To have another half uh, shekel in my life. I'm not living with the fear of the anxiety. What's going to be with my life if I don't have that half shekel? I was fine before the half shekel. And I'll be fine after the half shekel. If I don't have the half shekel. However, if a person has 10,000 shekels in his pocket. If he has a lot of money in his pocket. Call other Any any normal average person, maybe a billionaire doesn't, but any regular person has ten thousand dollars whatever in his pocket, obviously is very worried. He's very he's nervous. He's concerned that he might lose it. he Takes all kinds of precautions. He he checks and he's worried and uh, he's afraid it's a serious amount of money. He knows that if he loses the $10,000 dollars, it's going to be a clock, it's a problem. He has a strong rotten for the $10,000 dollars. The stronger the rotten you have for something, the greater is the anxiety and fear of losing it. The stronger the rotten. it's a simple formula. the stronger the rotten to have something. The greater is the fear, is the chasas, is the path of losing. Page in This is the key tower, understating the whole sugin. The weaker ones rotten is the weaker one's attachment drive, will desire to have something is then ha-pachad the fear of losing it doesn't exist A-kimat well, it depends but it's uh, very minimal because the rotson is a weak rotson the rotson to have this thing is a weak rotson is it a weak desire, a weak interest, or will to be well, I'm not afraid, or have very little concern, anxiety, or fear of losing it. Says, the stronger one's desire or will, want, to have something, is so is the so is the fear of losing it. That fear, that concern and worry of losing, of that thing missing from life, is much stronger. And of course, the greatest fear and anxiety in... in, the mind and the heart of a healthy person is the loss of life itself. That's the scariest thing, to be in a place where your life is in danger. Now, people who people who saw the loss of life, or who lost loved ones, people who went through Hashem Yoachim, Sorrow, who so went through the Holocaust. So they lived, in, and many of them lived out, those who survived, lived out their years in a constant anxiety and fear of losing what they have now. And it's not something that you could talk your way out of with a person. It's a very, very deep soothe in a person to feel that. I once had parents, I once had a child, I once had a brother and a sister, and they were all gone. She so said, but this is, not, this is not Poland, this is not Hungary, this is not Germany. And, and you, can't, you can't think like that. You have, to, you, have to, you have to go on with life. You can do all these Georges." But having lost in such a horrible way, obviously, obviously creates within a person the terrible, terrible fear of it happening again. And even though you explain that, alpiyot khalvashim, there's no, there's nothing here to be worried about. What are you afraid of? No, they're not coming here to take anybody away. No, but, but the, the car, with the train. I, I, every every single week that I that I went off the yeshiva when I left back to yeshiva sunday morning i'm not exaggerating it was with my mother and walking me out a few to go two blocks to this and that was a whole thing and then all the years everywhere and all i had to if, if, you know when we went someplace with the guys i had to always go someplace on the side and you know there were no cell phones i had to go find a phone to call to call my mother and it was part of life that that uh, that, that i accepted and i had other friends who were in that massive too and we, so I went someplace, I had to, you went, went bowling, you went somewhere, I had to find a phone to call and say, okay, everything okay, Ma? Was, all right, dear. not once more than once. And I still do that. Not bowling, but <laughs> <coughs> I wouldn't mind, but it's, uh, but, but uh, to, to call up. It's easier with a cell phone when I'm someplace, but to call up. The loss of life is the scariest thing of all. Scaring scarier than losing one's own life is to lose someone that you love. A pacha, shom zeh a pacha, the kasha be association. The greatest fear there is is the fear of not being. So, kishe boim efor his moided in bayas habchodim b'achshas. If we are if we are coming here to try to understand what's the terrorist approach. What's the Torah's way of contending with this terrible problem of fear and anxiety? We must understand this is the beginning. That the sholosh of anxiety, worry, and fear is not in the thing itself. As I said before, it's not in it's not in that actual, and how could we unravel this how could we fight against this fear, this anxiety? What do we do about this fear or anxiety? Where does it begin? We have to go deeper. The way that the Torah is teaching us, the way the Torah tells us to deal with fear, with worry and anxiety, is stop, don't get stuck on the in itself. On the, on the pachat itself go deeper and what's deeper we have to go to that place of the person that's called rotsam what the person wants the will, the desire rotsam Shikasha who wrote says once we understand how desperately this person wants something if we understand his rotsam then we understand. The more a person wants something, the more worried and afraid he is that he won't have it. Or that if he has it, he wants it very badly to stay and he's more worried that it's going to be taken away. how right, says if it were possible for him to not want that, that's the question. The way to to contend with anxiety and fear is to uncover the ratsan, the will, the desire. And if it's possible for that person, talking theoretically, (laughs) if the person wouldn't want that, (laughs) and he wouldn't be afraid that it's going to be taken from him. Shulah hear that it won't be nimzeh. This means that they avoid in life. They avoid of uprooting fear, hashoshes, suspicions, fear, worries. Mahanayda from that being afraid of things that you know about, or may have built in either you're afraid of what could happen, what might happen. The avayda must begin in the shairush, in the root of all fear, in the root of all anxiety. And that is the nakuda That nakuda of what I want. In his brain my avoid So what's the avayda? You're telling me I shouldn't want life? Not, I shouldn't be afraid of losing my life? What does that mean? So what's the avayda in that nakuda? Of Ratzon. shal shalva. In each person, there are two keifos of joy. Shalva means tranquility. There are two sources. You have a person. Listen carefully to every word here. It's very crucial. A person, a person's joy or tranquility and sense of peace can come either from that which he has I have a comfortable house I have a wonderful family I have a car that works I have a good job with what a person has. It makes him happy. There must be something to that, because people seem to be very, very busy trying to get stuff. If I ha- if I have, if I have, then I will be, then I will be happy. I'm lacking a pranasa. If I have a pranasa, then I'll be able to have some manukhasanavash. The reason that I'm so nervous, I'm so anxious, is because I owe people this, I owe that, I have to pay tuition and so on and so forth. I don't have the coming after me. That's what makes me nervous. Because of that, I don't have an and nefesh. If I will have the money, others, if I get the money, if I win the lottery, if I have whatever, is I get some gewalbig bonus or what, so then I'll be happy, I'll have no and nefesh. I'm unhappy because I'm lonely. If I have companionship, then I will be happy. I don't have and nefesh because there's the threat of war or an attack. If our enemies will be driven away and sent to and sent someplace far away, so then I, then I won't then I then I won't be afraid anymore. So the person the person's happiness and and is a function of what he has, of what he gets, of what he has. That's one source of joy. That's one source of manuchos in life. That's around 99.9% of the world. And it's really, I'm sure, more than that. But that's the general mahalach of life in this world. Through acquisition, I will be better. I will be Fine, through acquiring or through removing those things that are obstructing what I should be having, if some bad guy at work that's preventing you from getting a promotion or something, that that bad guy will go away, not that he should die, just that he should move someplace. If that bad person goes away, so then I'll be, then I'll be happy. That's one source of joy, and that's one source of peace in a person's life there's another source, there's another makkar. There's another source of joy. That source of joy is one's very existence from within oneself. Not in, not in getting something, but being someone. The Rambam writes, once happiness, once happiness, the Rambam says, does not come with things that are outside of a person. The Delight and pleasure, enjoyment, is not from outside of the person. It's within the heart of a person. The source of pleasure, the source of joy, the source of of serenity, of tranquility, of peacefulness is within the person's heart. That's another Makar. That's another source. You either... You either seek happiness and well-being from the sources outside of you, which are totally beyond your control, obviously. You have no control over how the economy is doing. You have no control over whether the that you love is going to be alive or not going to be alive. You. you have no control over these things. So in Naila, your entire life or all the joy that you are looking for in life depends upon depends upon a amitzius that's not under your control at all. You have no control over the circumstances of your life. And since your source of happiness is outside of yourself, your menuchas and nefesh depends, we spoke a lot about this last year, a year and a half ago, your menuchas and nefesh depends on other things, not you. Other people, (coughs) politics, economy face, whether someone is nice to you or not nice to you, someone paid you a compliment, didn't pay you a compliment, someone gave you the seat that you wanted there, they didn't give you the seat that you wanted, but your whole life is a life of being enslaved to circumstances that are beyond your control, and as I spoke about back then, you spend your whole life snoring, begging for happiness, because your happiness depends on other people, so everybody that you meet could potentially be the clown that will cheer you up. So you meet a person, and then the question is: Is this individual going to be a, a source of my well-being and happiness, or is this person? Or is this person going to be the cause of my uh, of my anxiety and anguish? If this person can be the source, if I catch this person up, if I see this person, I say, you know what? This is somebody that can make me live, can make me happy, make me feel good. So then I want to have a relationship with this person. If that person gave me physical pleasure, emotional pleasure, since I'm a schnurrer, I'm a beggar, I beg for joy, I go begging any time I meet a person, my schnurrer say, could you give me some happiness? What do you need, buddy? I need a smile, I need a pat in the back, I need a compliment. Tell me I'm smart, tell me I'm great, tell me I, uh, I'm beautiful. Something, epic, something. Just I need some happiness. I need some well being. Can you, can you tell me a good var? Tell me something good. <clears throat> if your source of joy and manuchas and afish is outside of yourself, you become a beggar. Plain and partial. As we learned back then from the Alta, that the Alta from Slobodka said that a, a shnara for money, someone who begs money, is in much better shape than a guy who's begging for a compliment. Right? You remember that? You walk on your whole life begging for a compliment. You're waiting to hear your name. In a good way, you're waiting to hear somebody say your name. Ooh. And if you don't hear it, you're waiting to see it should say your name. You're waiting, or that your wife, or your husband should say it. It's a good thing. They give you a pat on the back. Or Your kid should say you're the best mom, the best dad. And they buy you a, an apron that says, best mom. And <clears throat> you know, you're a snore, A of A beggar. Your whole life. It's your achmanis. Much bigger achmanis than Nebuchadnezzar that come around looking for a quarter. Because a quarter is a quarter, of so And if you give him a dollar, it was a good day. But the one who was snoring for compliments was looking for joy outside of himself. A dollar's not going to do it. Not, not for sure not, nowadays. I will have to be a big vacation someplace. Then I'll be happy. Something grand and big, that'll make me happy. So he's going around looking for that emotionally, physically, something great, something great, some fantastic experience. That will make me happy. And that's very pathetic. We spoke then, around a the year and a half or two ago, about the Maharal and of Hashem. The Maharal says a remarkable thing. The Maharal is, the Maharal is an obvious question. The answer is one of such depth, that I'm not going to spend much time in it because we spoke about it by riches already then. The morale asked, why is it that the bread of redemption is called the poor man's bread? We're going to have Mir Shem a few days. Matzah is lechem oini. So the asks, the bread of poverty? When we left Mitzrayim, we, we were redeemed from slavery. We became, we became wealthy people. So you'd think that you'd think that the, that the food that we would be commanded to eat on Pesach night would be very, very elaborate. It'd be fancy food. It'd be it would be a, a wealthy man's food. It's just the opposite. The Torah says, "Lachamayni," the poor man's bread, piece of matzah. The moral says in a the morale says that only a person with nothing is free. Only a person with nothing is free. Because he has nothing except himself to find his freedom in and his joy. The person who has always looks for, for his redemption in the things that he has. The poor man has no pretenses. Again, there could be a poor person who goes around thinking they never have not to be poor. I'm not talking about that. The moral says that the poor person, the army is enum tzu, if he's not connected to anything else. Meaning, he's not enslaved to anything else. The same way that the matzah is what it is. If there are no extra ingredients, there's nothing added to the matzah. It's... It's the flour and water, it's, it's the essence of food itself, without any additives. Not like it says now in every box, uh, no additives, whatever, all natural, you know, you're sitting there eating some kind of crazy food, it says all natural. And then when you die, they said it was a natural death. All natural. Well, the Matzah is, well, that's what it is. It's a Lechem ani. Lechem Oyni is the bread of freedom. Because the, the, because the meaning of freedom is that I don't have to shmur. I don't have to go to anybody else for happiness, for menuchus and nefesh. I don't have to go anywhere for that. Everything that I need is inside of me. The source of my simcha is inside of me. I am what I am. I don't depend on additives that are not me. Whenever you depend on additives besides the essential self, that's called chamas. That's called chamas. Chimus means something is spoiled. The spoilage of life is when a person's joy, a person's well-being... comes as a result of what he acquires outside of himself. Not that a person shouldn't have it every day; It's good. But if he depends on those things that he acquires, and he becomes needy, emotionally needy, physically needy, even in a certain way spiritually needy, that's already a different madrega of course, something else. The bread of redemption is lechem ayni because matzah is what it is. It doesn't dream of something else outside of itself. It doesn't dream of sugar. It doesn't dream of a little sprinkling of uh, uh, of, uh, of, of of some other ingredient of strawberry this and raspberry that. It doesn't dream of that. It lives, and it lives within itself. And it seeks it seeks everything, only within itself, not outside of itself. That's the definition of chavis, of being free. And on the night of Pesach, we're commanded to eat that bread. Halach ma'anya. Halach ma'anya. The bread of a poor man which is the bread of being free. Ratsan, the word Ratsan, will, desire. Sharasham Mehamila Rats. The root of the word Ratsan, to want something, is Rats. Rats, of course, means to run, to run. roots, to rush, to run. It means what? Rodsun means that I'm constantly constantly in a state of ritsa, of movement, of seeking, of searching, running. Rodsun is I'm on the move. Rots The person is running to get something ask people that when they have some quiet all they, all they say they want in the life is to have a little bit of quiet and then when it's a quiet day they go shopping and you ask why are you shopping is there something that you need well, I'm just going shopping we'll find out if we need something when we get there <laughs> or I'm sure there's something that I need that I just haven't thought of it's, it's so pathetic it's the saddest thing in the world even though they're smiling and they are going out for this big outing and they have all the credit cards and a full pocketbook and everybody's all going to the, we're going to go to the mall, we're going to, what are you going to do there? We're going to shop. We're going to make some acquisitions. For what? No, we'll, we'll find something. We'll find something. We'll get something. It's not a rachmanis to look at it. It, to look at it truthfully, it's not a rachmatz. That the person spends one's life like that, or even, even an hour of one's life like that. Chodom rots. What do you want? Uh, I, I, I want something. So the word rotsel, there it says to want, is the word rots, running. He's going, he's running to get something. He has to buy something. Why? Because if I get that, I'll be happy. What will make you happy? I don't know. If I get something new, I'll feel better. I don't know what it is, but if I get something new, I'll feel better. If I get something outside of myself, some khametz, if I get some khametz, I'll be happy. And then he makes it a whole big project to get this. And it doesn't have to be going to the store, to the mall. It could be something which is much more, which is much more admirable. It could be a more a thing than that. But whatever it is, I have to get something. And I have to be on the move to acquire something Believing that that acquisition will relieve me of my unhappiness or my boredom or my anxiety. Once I have that, then I will be happy. And remember, all anxiety, fear, worry comes from losing what I have. So people are wondering, what is it about our generation? There has never been a generation that has had as much and is so worried and nervous and depressed that a simple farmer a hundred years ago could have had Cossacks living two miles away from him, was less nervous than, than people like us who, who are surrounded with uh, fast food joints. What is it about, uh, what is it about this generation that's so worried and so nervous and so afraid Never has there been a generation that has had as much. But that's the answer. It's not a question of what you have, it's a question of what you need. And that running, that wanting, has created this delusion that says if I don't have these things, if I lose these things, I am lost. I have nothing. I have nothing. There was somebody who looked at me with such a terrible look. And I, 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 I don't blame him, because I didn't say it maybe in the right way, and I, and I apologize. I tried to talk more. But there was somebody that said to me that he's getting killed with it. He's got a mortgage. He's got an unbelievable mortgage because with a job. Something didn't work out. And he has a mortgage that's like $5,000 or something, four and a half, five thousand dollars mortgage. Bought a very big house, not he had a little further away somewhere. He bought a big house. And and he has two children living at home. So I suggested well so maybe you should sell the house. Sounds like this house is getting you down. Because he was telling me the whole thing, you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So I know if you can't afford something, then then you let go of it, no? You can't afford it. So you can't afford it. So if you can't afford to go to a hotel for pay, so you stay home. No? That doesn't make sense? No. If you can't afford, if you can't afford a car, so you walk, you take the train. Does that make sense? No? If you can't afford a car, you give it back, you sell it, you take a bicycle, or you walk. If you can't, you take a bus, you take a train. You try nowadays to tell kids to take a bus. They look at you like, like, you like, you're not from this you're from another world come what kind of cruel thing is that to tell me to take a bus so you know then you find yourself talking like you heard. you know well when we were kids we took buses which is true but they don't want to hear those drushes the same way that we don't want to hear those drushes because my father said you know they used to walk uh, to school four miles and they had to go on the ice and so i looked at that also that's strange so i took the bus to school but now if you tell them now if you tell somebody to tell the kids, you said why don't you take a bus to look at you So I told the person, I said, it sounds to me like that's very expensive. So sell the house, maybe you need to rent an apartment. He looked at me with such a, he, says, he said to me like this, I said, Skar, thank you very much. You know, like Skar, very good, that's a very good, answer. I should sell my house. So I don't know, you tell me the house is ruining your life, so why shouldn't you sell it? If something's, if something's bothering me, I get rid of it. He said to me, house is like you, have, you have two children, the others are, the others are okay, everybody's all right. So you have this huge house, so sell it. And go, and go live in an apartment. With the, with, but I like that block. You like the block. You need that block. You like the block. You need the block. You like the house. You need the house. Rotzen, You have a Rotsen for that house. You're afraid to lose it, yeah? You're afraid to lose the house. We're not talking here about Germans coming in Gestapo and, and, and sending you out of the house and that you're going, God forbid, for a selection someplace. We're talking about selling the house. You're not being, you're not being driven out. Sell it and go to an apartment. I like the neighborhood, and that's what it costs the neighborhood. So go to a different neighborhood. What do you need? You need a minion. So go with this minion someplace else. If it's too expensive where you live, go someplace else with a minion where it's cheaper to live. All the, all the neighborhoods. So go someplace, someplace out of town. I don't know whether. but you can't even talk like that. Because you talk like they're looking like a Meshuggah. Because the Rotsan, the Rotsan is so strong, the Rotsan is so strong, the Ritsa, the rush to have. And and the the way of identifying my joy and my well-being. He identifies his well-being with having a house with many bedrooms, with a pool, that's what he has with a pool. That's how he identifies his well being and you tell him you know there's such a thing as a Jew that can be happy with a two bedroom apartment I'm not saying I'm happy that you're that massive, and if I had the money to give you, I'd be happy to give it to you, but that's not the, the reality is that the house is is too much you can't afford it. Sell the house and go to an apartment. you have a wonderful wife you have, you have two beautiful children so you take you take your swarm with you, you sit down in your apartment, you open up your gemara and, your was, and you learn. Know, you It'll be good. It'll be good. Now, what's wrong? This is not an answer. This is not an answer. So what's the other answer? You should sell your children? <laughs> what are you going to do? It's not an answer. So what's he going to do? You know what he's going to do. What's he's in the process of doing right now. And I don't care if he hears this. He's in the, he's in the process now of borrowing more money from other Jews borrowing more money, more haivas that he's not going to pay back because he already owes thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably to people. Borrowing. That's okay. And then he's not going to have any anxiety. He's not going to be afraid. He's not going to be worried or nervous. You owe people money. But that's less of a, that's less of a problem than leaving his house, than selling his house and going to the apartment. Can't do it. So the fear and the anxiety comes when you're running to have something, when your entire joy in life and your definition of self, of being a respectable a respectable person who is established in the community. That depends on things other outside of who you are, and therefore you spend your life running after those things. It makes sense. That if, those things are in danger of being taken away from you. That you're filled with fear and anxiety. You live with the terror of all that you've worked for being taken away. And again, shouldn't khalil happen to anybody. But that's, Mitzvah is like that. That these things happen. The person that wants is in motion. Tluah means since he believes that the source of his joy and well-being is over there, not over here. Not over here, meaning not in here. So he's on the move. He's on the move. More conquests, more acquisitions. Because his joy is always over there. Like the person, we always talk about the person whose Yiddishkeit is in Eretz Yisrael. Outside of our cells, there's no Yiddish cave. And then we get to the outside of the old city, there's no Yiddish cave. And then the old city, I think you by the castle. By the couple the excavation. And all of them, by the Kurdish Kedoshim. And then he still looks at himself and he says, I'm not happy. You can't do better than this. you buy by the Kurdish Kedoshim, it's on the other side of the wall. Where do you want to go? I don't know, I'm not happy. I mean, I'm happy, I don't have a site that's my Kurdish Borough that I, I was supposed to have over here. He's not, he's never, he's never in that of he's never still. The matzah, remember, the matzah is what it is, it's still, still, it's quiet, the matzah is quiet. The matzah stays, it is what it is. Right, it is what it is, that's it. Not chometz, chometz is always running, always making new Getting new territory. That's what Hametz does. It's rising, it's moving, it's in motion. Hametz is in motion. <inaudible> the person who wants is moving. Fast. Fast. rushing. Which is called running. That's the word wrote sir Lewis Sores, I want not I am I want there was a great Jewish thinker who wrote many books one of them is called being and becoming and there's a big difference. The book is a Chassidic book. This person had also it was a mammon. He believed in a Kaddish book. He wasn't Shammiritz, but he believed in a Kaddish book. Being and becoming. Being is stillness. It's matzah. And the becoming. Is chometz. Karl Rodson. Who reads it. Wherever there's a Ratsan, now in holiness of course, that's a wonderful thing. Call Ratsan, every Ratsan is Ritsa, is causes movement. Every Ratsan, I want something, it moves. I have to move. Now the movement begins of course in the head, before you even start getting yourself together. It begins in the head. That's where Ibn Ahmed Skusigan explains an interesting thing. Do you ever have a thing do you ever have a time who doesn't have a time like this? Within the last five hours? where your thoughts are rushing. You're, you're totally still, but your thoughts are rushing. You could be in a nice, comfortable, air-conditioned room. Everything is fine. You begin to perspire. You're not even moving anywhere. You're not in any marathon. You're sitting still. The only thing that's moving are your thoughts. And you're ready to break out in the sweat. You begin to perspire. Because you want something, or you're afraid of not having something. You're afraid. Uh, you know, that that feeling that you get. all oh, of this ever happened to you. This happened to me on a few occasions when I was back in school. For some reason, not finding out that it was a final, and then finding out an hour before, something like that. <laughs> and um, and then you begin like. How am I going to pull this off? My parents are paying a lot of tuition. What's, what's going to be over here? Or <clears throat> any other way that even before you move a finger, your thoughts are running, your emotions are running, and you start to get hot. It's amazing because your body hasn't budged and you're, un- you're ready hot. Movement causes heat. Running causes that. Because I want something. I want something, and that wanting pulls me towards it. Almost magnetically. And even before I move, my, my thoughts are there. You have, you have people that they can't, on Shabbos, they can't have Nuch, because they're thinking, Nach Shabbos. Not Shabbos, after Shabbos, I have this to take care of, I have that to take care of, right? and on Shabbos they can be sitting, Shri and they're perspiring, thinking about what's after Shabbos. They can't live in Shabbos. The whole Indian of Shabbos is to be free. The whole Indian of Shabbos is, is to remember my separations before all of that. Is to remember is to remember that we were slaves and the Bnei took us out and we're free. You have a job. You have to have a job. That's godless. You're working, but you don't have to be it. You don't have to be enslaved to things outside of yourself. Your joy, your well-being is inside of you. The Bershom took us out of Mitzrayim. He took us out of Mitzrayim, which also has the oasis of Ritza in it. Mitzrayim has the letters of Ritza in it. And the power didn't let us stop working, as the Mishraim explains in the beginning. power didn't let us stop. didn't let us stop. But that's what it means to be a slave. Why does the person want this thing? With most of the things that a person wants, it seems to the person. That when he finally, when when he gets what he wants, he believes, and he can explain this in a thousand ways, that when he gets what he wants, he'll be happier. Yoyseh Sameach, Yoyseh Sholei, more at peace. Anoshim Machlifim Machayinitz, Kalshim Asayim, people change their cars every two years. Ki because it seems that if I have the new car, I'll feel better. If I have a new car, I'll feel better. How can that a person thinks... That, his feel, that he's not feeling too great because he has a car that's two years old or a computer that's two years old and if he has a new one, he'll feel better. <laughs> if the person would know for a fact and the Novi would tell him that you're not going to feel a drop better about your life if you get a new car. <laughs> you're not going to be any happier, you're not going to have any more maneuver. <laughs> he wouldn't want it, and he wouldn't run after it. The problem is you can't convince him about that. But if you could, or if the Nabi would be able to show the person in the future that he's still an upset, miserable person, even though he's got the new car, then he wouldn't run after it anymore. He says, it's not, it doesn't do anything for me. But we think that it, he thinks that it will. <laughs> and he wouldn't put in all the cariches that he puts into getting this car. Money and money and zman and time. He wouldn't focus his entire life. To get that house, to get that job, to get that uh, whatever it is. He wouldn't do that if he could be shown by a army. It's not going to make life any better. But since he, he believes that it's going to make him happy, so he runs after it. And he has a strong rotson. And because the stronger the rotson, the, the more the fear and the anxiety and the shash of not being able to get it or losing once I, losing it once I got it, says how life is filled with anxiety and worries and fear. Not like a matzah. The matzah is some The matzah is not afraid of losing anything. He is what he is, what's there to lose? The matzah's happiness is the matzah. Any joy that a person has by getting something or wanting something, you feel that this moment, I'm missing, I'm lacking joy. I don't have any peace. And when I get that thing, that's the 20th century, now the 21st century, we got we got all those things. We're getting those things. There's no simcha, there's no garnished. less than there ever was before. But the person thinks, oh, then I'll be happy. All of your joy and all of your menucha depends on something that you don't have yet. It depends on your moving to get something. You're, you're pushing yourself, you're running after something that you don't have. And even when you get it, being afraid of losing it. In Nimele, there's no true simcha. The world has never had less joy than it has now. We'll begin, Mitzhashem, after yantar. Our way of contending with anxiety and fear is not wanting anything outside of yourself. Outside of yourself doesn't mean selfish. God forbid. And it doesn't mean loving your family or friends less. It means loving them more. When a person is simkha is the of what it is at this moment, not what it could be or might be if I get it. So then The simcha is a simcha that's within, it's not outside, it's a simcha that's totally up to you. No one can take it away from you. Even if, God forbid, that thing goes away, that person, Chas Hashem, leaves the world, of course it's sad, but it doesn't break your joy of life. We'll continue that, Chas Hashem, Eftiyah.